Hello. Hello, Freedom Fighters, and welcome to tonight's episode. We've got David Vegel who's going to be joining us very soon. And um, very, very soon. Uh, David, um, what you can do is if you look down the bottom, you can click on settings to choose your camera and also your microphone. And you can click on that link when it comes to pairs as well. So you can pair your thing. But while, while David's doing that, I'm going to say hello to everyone. Now, what I'm going to do, guys, I'm going to paste something in here in the chat. And if you look at what I've pasted in the chat, if you click on that, it will allow you to share your name on my platform restream. So when you actually say a comment, it will come up with your name so I can actually talk to you in person. Otherwise, I don't actually get that, right? So if you're watching live, please type in hashtag live. And um, for those of you that are watching the replay, type in hashtag replay. Um, because um, if you're watching the replay, I want to know that you're watching, which is great. So tonight's episode, will the rising interest rates crash the Australian property market? And what I've got on today is I've got David Vegel. He's um, he's part of our circle of safety. He's done, does financing. He's very, very good at what he does. And it's really good to get his information and just find out what's happening. But guys, it's, it's going to be a great session tonight. Now, what I'd like you to do is type in the questions if you've got any questions, because at the end of this session, I'm going to be explaining to you, will the property market crash, won't it? I'll tell you what parts of the property market and crash and what parts are going to go strong, because that's the important part. So one part is, is let's look at interest rates and what's happening. There's been a lot of interest rate rises and you know people have been worried about what's been happening with interest rates and, and, and you should be. Now, who is going to be in trouble by this? I'll tell you who's going to be in trouble. The people that are going to get in trouble from these interest rate rises is number one is people that had FOMO that really wanted to get a property badly. And then, good evening, live, excellent, um, wanted to get a property really badly. They had FOMO. And what happened was there's a lot of families that were looking for a place to live and they'd go to an auction, miss out week after, miss out again, and they constantly missed out. And after missing properties five, six, seven times in a row, you know, people got a bit um, dejected. They got dejected. They um, they decided we're going to have to do whatever it takes. So they went to their bank or their financier and just went right up to the hilt and went in there and bid like crazy, borrowed money from mum and dad and wherever they could get it to get the property they want. Now, this always happens in a hot market. I see it time and time again. I was telling people, be cautious and don't go overboard because what goes up must come down. What goes down must come up. That's the fact of it. So what happened was, the fact of it is, these people now that are, you know, they're hocked to the hilt. Now they're in trouble. Because if you look at the pricing, there's many, many suburbs around Australia that have dropped over the last few months. But not only that, what's happened is Sydney especially and Melbourne, the higher price market, the blue chip stuff, the really expensive stuff, that's what's that's what's beginning to fall at the moment. And that's the market that always falls first. And yeah, reply to Facebook user, William Wong, no worries and thank you. Have a good evening. Okay, excellent. Thank you. Yep, so anyway, so, so what's happening is those are the parts. So what happened was if you look at what happened after 87, we had a stock market crash in the early 90s. There was a real estate downturn. 
and $12 million properties in Sydney went down to $6 million. And now there's some properties that have already dropped over a million dollars in the market. So I'm not trying to say that it's to scare you guys, right? I don't want to do this. I just want to make you aware of what's happening. And by being aware and being armed with the tools is going to keep you safe, right? How, how do you tell that it's been inflated by FOMO? Well, the fact of it is um, people in a rising market. So if you look at a clock, um, 12 o'clock's the top and six o'clock is the bottom of the market. Well, when the market's really hot, running hot, when you know people at the barbecue are talking to their friends going, oh, you know, property price is going to go up. And when you start hearing everyone talking about getting into the market and you hear in the news and everyone's buying and auction rates are big, when auction, rate, when auction clearance rate are close to 100%, there's a lot of FOMO going on. And I think David's having a bit of a challenge getting on. But um, David, maybe if your microphone's working, we can um, talk to you. Definitely here, George. You're definitely here. Great. Well, you know what? Um, can everyone? Can anyone hear David? That's the question. Because if you can, we can ask David questions. He can talk. We're going to have the ghost that talks. It's going to be great. And we'll get there. Um, <laughs> David, have you got with your um, camera? Now, can you see on the bottom, there's a thing called settings? Yeah, I've tried to go into the settings and I've allowed the camera, but for some reason, it's still not um, allowing it to stream, which is a bit strange. So maybe what, maybe if you re maybe if you restart your if you restart your um, computer and jump back on, that'd be great. And I'll just start okay. talking to everyone and keep warm okay. while we do that. Sure, might be a moment. See you soon, Thanks. mate. Cheers. So, okay, guys. So look, interest rates. What's happening with interest rates now? It, interesting enough. This happened back in 2008. What happened was the RBA started hiking interest rates. The property market went spiraling down, business went down, and we had the global financial crisis. And pretty soon after hiking interest rates like crazy, the RBA got their little samurai sword out and started chopping rates like crazy. Now, They've got a pattern of this. The RBA have got a pattern of overcorrecting, and I think um, that's what they're doing at the moment. Because, I mean, you know, they said they weren't going to put interest rates up until 2024. They suddenly changed their mind. And what I want to do is talk about why interest rates are going up. The RBA is trying to curb inflation by putting interest rates up. And I'll tell you why it's not going to work. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So the reason we've got inflation in Australia has got nothing to do with Australia, but all to do with supply and demand from overseas because the shipping, the shipping industry was just basically went to a standstill because of COVID and it was the shipping that actually stopped anything. We don't have um, a problem with resources. We don't have a problem of getting anything. The challenge is getting it here. Right now, that's changed. Now it's already changed, and the RBA putting interest rates up here in Australia can't really affect what's happening externally. That's why it didn't make sense to them to put it up, because you know real wages in Australia are pretty similar to what they were in 2009. That's the sad fact. People haven't had real wage, and the RBA said they weren't going to put the rates up until we had real wage increase, which they said we had, but we didn't. We haven't had real wage increase. So the parts of the market that are going to drop is the unit market, you know, like capital cities, you know, Adelaide CBD, Perth CBD, Brisbane CBD, all the CBDs 
and similar areas like that, for example, docklands and things like that, those areas are going to fall. Those areas are going to have a correction and they're going to have a correction for a reason. There's an oversupply. And we always look at the supply and demand. That's what we're looking at. So what we're going to do is go through some questions here and answer a few questions. It's the one-man show today, George Markowski. Now, remember, everyone says cash is king, but we don't say that. We say cash flow is king because first you've got to get the growth, then you get the cash flow, and then you got the money. That's the way it works. So let's have a look at some of these comments. How do property market crash affect rent? Okay, so how will property market crash affect rent? The property market, the price of properties is in direct proportion to the rent that gets charged. So if you get a property worth $500,000 and you're getting $25,000 rent a year, which is probably about average, then with that property, if that doubled to a million, that rent would go up to 50000 or thereabouts. Now, if that property halved, then guess what would happen? The rent would actually go down as well. Right? So that's the thing. We've got someone from Kenya. Hello from Kenya. I love it that we've got people from everywhere. David, we're just going to talk to your microphone and talk to your amazing voice and have a chat about that. So another question, what are your thoughts on building investment during these times as building supplies are at a high? Yes, supplies are at a high, but um, they're not going to be like that forever. Most uh, increases in supplies have actually bought, already been factored in, in any property that you're buying. And my thoughts on building an investment, I'd rather get something completed, but you're going to have to take what you can. And if you can, you're going to have to take something that's getting built. The thing is, be very careful what builder you use because you don't want a builder going broke. At the moment, there's a massive pipeline of properties that are just unfinished, just sitting there doing nothing. Um, the, the building industry is going to lose 9% of its workforce because of builders going broke. So it's funny because, you know, we're going through a lack of building. They, we need builders more than ever, but builders just can't make a profit. They keep losing money, which is just crazy, isn't it? Do you think there'll be some cheaper properties coming up with the rate rise? A lot of people ask me that. And look, the deal is trying to hang out for cheaper properties is not a good strategy. I'll tell you why. Because what you're looking at when you're looking at cheaper properties, go, okay, so let's say the market corrects. So if you're going and buying blue chip stock, then that's a great strategy. It's excellent because let's say there's a $12 million house, it drops to $6 million and you buy it, that's perfect. It's great. You're saving $6 million. That's a lot of money. Now, the mid-range, you know, the $400,000, $600,000 houses, they haven't been touched, right? So they haven't moved at all, right? So what happens is, um, let's say a $600,000 property drops by 5%, right? I'm going to calculate that. 10% is 60,000. So you save 30,000 by 5%. And you, you know, you wait, get the right timing to save 30,000. Then you're waiting around to save 5%, but properties go up on average 5 to 7% per year. And the money you make out of property is 
through the long-term growth. So you've got to get the strategy right. Because if you're trying to speculate, property is not the place to speculate because property is too expensive to buy and sell. To buy a property is very expensive, to sell a property is expensive. So because of that, there's a lot of costs that prohibit too much trading. Trading properties, and that's the mentality, you know, buy cheap, sell expensive. You can do that in shares. You can do that in Bitcoin, but you can't do that property because there's um, too much property um, expenses. David, are you there? Hello, David. David? Yep. Anyway, guys, it's going to be me for a while. Is it worth buying a property just now? Good question. Look, if you're in it for the long term, now is an excellent time to buy. If you're not in it for the long term, it's a bad time to buy. But if you're not in it for the long term, it's always a bad time to buy. If you know what you're doing, it's always good. And if you don't know what you're doing, it's not always good. There's 16,000 suburbs in Australia. The top 200 suburbs, they're going to do well no matter what. So that's what we do. I don't wait. I'll just buy anything that gives a good return. Absolutely. That's the key. Because you don't wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. That's the way it works. Now, let me give you an example. Warren Buffett started investing when he was 11 years old. And he didn't get any extraordinary returns on his investments. All he did, though, is invest for a long time and got average returns over a long time because of the power of... Because of the power... Hello, David. I'm back, George. You're Sorry, back. There's, a, there's a storm in Adelaide CBD affecting connection, so I do apologise. That's okay, David. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I just buy where George buys. See, I love that. And that's the sort of answer I love, you know, because I'll buy where I buy. I want to buy where I buy. So, guys, what I do is we've got a buyer's group, you know, positive property, and I basically buy where everyone else buys. So we're always buying the same suburbs. And I see clients from, you know, five years ago, and they're like, George, I made so much money. I go, yes, I did too, which is great. Now, David, we're talking about will the rising interest rates crash the Australian property market? We want to talk about what's happening with rates uh, someone's asking now, why are fixed rates going down? It's a, it's a great question, actually, George. And um, obviously, we've seen over the last three or four months that rates have significantly in, increased um, to the tune of about 1.85%. Um, and one of the points that one of your members has just raised, yeah, the four-year fixed rate has just dropped 1.6% across the board by all banks at the moment. And so the reason why that's happening is I personally believe that the Reserve Bank is unsure about what's going to be happening in the interest rate market over the next three to four years. Um, and where that's the case, um, banks are taking advantage and looking to try and lock in clients over a long term um, at an inflated rate than what they're currently paying. Yeah, exactly. Because the, the point is, like, the deal is, guys, fixed rates, 90% of the time when you fix your rate, you're losing money. Let's repeat that. I've done the numbers. I've gone back and looked at the numbers of the fixed rate compared to the variable rate. And 90% of the time, the banks are winning. It's like the banks are a casino and you're going there and playing blackjack. Who do you think is going to win when they create the rate? They don't let you create the rate. Is that correct, David? Correct. Exactly right. Yep. So look, fixes, um, variable is the way to go because variable is the market conditions because when interest rates go up, rents go up. I don't know if people have realized interest rates have gone up, but what have happened to rents? They've gone through the roof. And that's just normal. And I've been telling everyone that's going to happen. Now, the RBA did promise not to put rates up till 2024. So 
what happened there, David? I mean, are they allowed to just say, oh, we're not going to do this. We promised everyone we're not going to pull up and then suddenly just change their mind. They did a 180 turn in, what, in their policy from constantly cutting to actually constantly going up. What happened there? Yeah, exactly right. Um, and it was a shock to pretty much everyone in the industry um, as we were all expecting, as you said, George, rates to not rise for at least another 18 months. But I think what's happened is that a lot of um, external pressures like inflation, um, the, the issues with Russia and Ukraine um, still ongoing effects of COVID have caused, um, I guess, some pressures on the um, increases in property price have meant that um, the Reserve Bank felt that they need to raise interest rates sooner rather than later to ensure that things like inflation and, and cost of living didn't get too far out of control. Yep. And um, funny enough, Labor have now doing uh, uh, inquiry and a bit of a commission, like a royal commission into the RBA and finding out if they're flaunting their power and if they deserve to have the power they've got. And I, I agree because I think they can't do public statements saying they're going to do one thing and then suddenly do the opposite because it reduces confidence. And the business confidence and, and buyer sentiment is gone down. The thing is, the reason the RBA raised the rates in the first place was to curb inflation. And they said they were going to look at real wage rises and real wages didn't rise. They, they haven't actually really gone up. And that's the problem. But also... The main reason for inflation is because of the supply problem, not internally, but externally. So raising interest rates Australia in Australia doesn't affect the external part anyway. Correct. And one of the other interesting aspects about that is that with the Labor government looking to try and increase wages across the board, that's actually going to um, put more pressure on inflation and potentially look at um, interest rates going even higher. So it's a, it's a very um, difficult juggling act that the Reserve Bank has got to do at times. Absolutely. I'm just reading a comment here saying, can't wait for the next property. My last ones you helped me buy have been showstoppers. Look, I really appreciate our members writing such nice things for me. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, yes, so with um, a lot of people are scared of rate rises and um, they're thinking, well, what do I do now? Do I buy property? Do I wait? How am I going to get in trouble? So how do we keep safe and how do we make sure we don't get in trouble because you know some people are going to get in trouble yeah it's a great it's a great it's a great question um one of the things that i always talk to clients about um and that we're passionate about is that when we do submissions through to banks about servicing and borrowing capacities we've got to realize that banks have um, significant buffers that they put into play before they will lend you money so even though we're in a, we're in a rising interest rate market Banks have already forecasted in additional rate rises um, towards the your ability to borrow money so that they're not taking, I guess, a risk over and above what they think is acceptable. So I think when us as clients are looking at properties that we're purchasing, we can be in safe hands knowing that we've factored in repayments significantly over and above what um, you would be borrowing to ensure that you're not going to put yourself in any stress if rates do continue to rise. Absolutely. Look, the banks care about themselves more than anyone else. And they don't want you defaulting. So because they care about themselves, they actually are going to make sure that you don't default as well. So that's a that's a really good point, David, because that's the whole point of going through a process of getting a loan. The banks do their due diligence and make sure that you'll be able to pay it down. They'll make sure everything is there, which is great. So the, do you rather buy units or houses for cash flow or do you just look at the returns? Um, look, I'm not. I'm, I'm into supply and demand when I'm buying property, and so you, not more, normally units 
are oversupplied unless they're boutique units, small groups in inner city suburbs. But if they're actually in the CBD, they're terrible. So I normally buy townhouses and house and land. So when, you know, the RBA and Westpac have been having a bit of a tug of war because Westpac are saying, you know, we're going to have massive rate rises. The RBA, um, sorry, and the CBA are saying, nah, I reckon um, they're going to tone down. They're going to do one more. They're going to drop it next year. Who do you think's right? Oh, it's, a, it's a good question, George. Um, I, I'd like to think that I, I personally believe that the Reserve Bank has gone a little bit too hard too soon um, and that we're going to start to see data flow through from, um, from property and inflation figures over the next two to three months. I'm probably more on the side of CBA that rates probably won't rise as much as um, what the other big four banks are expecting. Um, and that's certainly evidenced by the fact that this four-year fixed rate has dropped this week by 1.6%, um, which I think those numbers speak for themselves yeah exactly because the ANZ in um, Westpac they reckon it's going to go up to 3.35 CBA reckon it's going to go up to 2.6 and then they're going to start slashing right yeah the thing is Sorry, go, you go, you go. I was going to say, exactly right. And I, I think the, the challenge here is that I don't believe any of the banks fully understand um, exactly where the market is going to end up because of all these external pressures. I, I really feel like the inflation side of things is very much, um, you know, caused by um, extraordinary circumstances like COVID, um, the issues with Russia and Ukraine, um, these sorts of things that um, have forced the Reserve Bank to increase rates dramatically. Uh, and I mm -hmm. think that over the next 18 months, these will certainly stabilise um, to a more normal level. David, I agree. And what I want to do is talk about a little story about the ant and the grasshopper, because I think people need to hear this now. Because what happens is, and this happens all the time, when the market's running at 11, 12 o'clock, running, it's running hot, everyone's just crazy about buying. And then when the market's running soft, everyone's running away. And at the moment, everyone's going, oh, no, I'm not going to buy. But the thing is... Um, with the ants, so you look at the ants and during summer, what the ants do is they go around, forage food and get it and keep collecting it, put it inside and just keep working. And you've got this cricket and the cricket's sitting there playing some music, having a good time. The ants working and the cricket goes, ah, you stupid ant, it's summer. There's always food. You should just relax, have some fun. Anyway, winter comes along. The ants are sitting inside, nice and warm, lots of food in there. Cricket is starving, knocking the door, going, hey, let me in, you know. Or well, they're like, you know, you were having fun in summer and now it's winter. And what the, re the thing is, what you've got to understand is whenever it's winter, it's going to be summer. And whenever it's summer, it's going to be winter. And you've got to keep that in the mind when you're investing. So at the moment, the market slowed down a bit. It's like a winter. That's the time to buy. You've got to buy now because before it turns summer, you don't wait for summer and then do it because it's too late. And a lot of people got caught out before. And that's why you need to look at that. Because when COVID hit, there's a lot of people that were going, oh, no, property price is going to drop. And I said, even if they drop, you've got to buy now. And the people that bought at the beginning of COVID and listened to my advice, they have done extremely well and made hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And the ones that didn't, they've missed out. And now they're going to pay an extra two or 300 for the same property. 
Exactly right. And I ended up, uh, I was in the exact same boat with uh, with your advice, George, and bought a property just as COVID hit and uh, uh, the, the valuations essentially doubled in the last two and a half years. So um, it's exactly right. You've got to sort of um, treat the, the property game as a long game, as you always do, and know that, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what these short term effects are going to have in the long term, you're going to make money from property. Exactly. And someone just wrote, don't listen to your peers, because when you buy, it only relates to you. I bought land when I was in my 20s and it went up 18%. So nothing could be as bad as then. Yes. And I think it's talking about the rates 18%, which was crazy. Nothing could be like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you think there'll be an oversupply in the summer selling season? Um, look, the, the Labor government um, recently announced that the immigration, we've got nearly a million visas waiting for approval. It's actually 980,000 visas. Now, they're planning on letting in at least 250,000 people a year, every year for the next 10 years in Australia. And Sydney and Melbourne are trying to bump that up even more because they need more people to get the economy, especially Melbourne. Melbourne's one of those economies where it works on immigrants coming in. So because of that and the lack of supply of property and because builders going bust, there's an inherent shortage of property. And until we get a surplus of property. Then until then, property prices are going to keep going up. That's the fact of it. It's all a supply and demand thing. So someone's saying, surely market sentiment itself will cause a little more adjustment backwards for at least six months or so. If one was to buy, might as well wait six months, plus there will be distressed sales. Interesting, Peter. Um, look, Waiting for distressed sales is not part of my strategy. If that's what you want to do, that's great. But um, people did that at the beginning of COVID. They waited for distressed sales. There was none. And they missed out and now they're paying more. So it's speculating in the property market. It's not going to work because property prices will dip sometimes 5 or 10%. But that's what they normally do in a year anyway. So it doesn't matter. So if you buy at the wrong time and lose a year, you're only losing a year. But if you wait a year and they've gone up, you could lose three or four because the property market can move up a lot faster than what it can move down. That's the deal. So when, when you've got a market where the upward movement is so much bigger than the downward movement, waiting costs you. Okay, so what's your thoughts? I've got to, look, I've got to check the time as well because we've got a Sherp to go to. What, do you know what time the Sherp is? Let's have a look. Oh, yeah, we've got five minutes, guys. And then we've got to go to our private group, guys. So I'm going to be quick because what I'd like to do is um, I've got another question about SMSF. I'm going to have to answer that next week because I'd like to get a bit of a summary from David about interest rates, finance, and what people should do. Um, do you think it now is a good time to go to a broker and just find out where you're at with your interest rates, see if you're paying the right rate um, and things like that. 
Yeah, 100%, George. I mean, obviously, we've seen significant rate rises in the last number of months, and um, banks have happily passed on those um, those rates to consumers. So um, it's certainly a, a definitely a worthwhile exercise to understand exactly where you're sitting from a rate perspective, but at the same time, understanding that we know that property prices have gone up significantly over the last number of years. You might have a huge amount of untapped equity in your property that you can start to you know um, piece a strategy together for your next investment, um, and at the same time, try and capitalise on a better interest rate or more importantly, a better loan structure for your investment journey. So certainly worthwhile doing that. The other thing is that you know, given rates have been changing, um, doing a review of borrowing capacities is really important at this point in time because that is changing on a, a weekly and monthly basis. So um, something that we certainly do with, with all of our clients is keep them up to date with these changes as rates are continuing to move. Yeah, and that's one thing for people waiting to get a bargain. Your borrowing capacity is going down each month. That's the problem. So you want to get there, right? Uh, someone said, George, I'm going to ask one more question. I've got $300,000 worth of savings. I've never bought a house and want some investments. What's the plan of attack? The plan of attack, I would say, is to talk to one of our coaches and just see where you're at and see what your goals are. So, guys, um. What, I, what I'm doing, what I'm going to do for you guys today, tonight, if people want to have a chat to one of our coaches, a free 15-minute chat to find out what your situation is, what you can and can't do, it's completely free of charge. And why do we offer free chats? Is because we offer so much value that we find some people that get the free information want to actually continue and actually pay us and join our program. And others, you can just take the information, do whatever you want with it. Type in hashtag wealth call and our team will reach out and you can have a call with them. Okay, guys, so if you could just type in um, hashtag wealth call, just like this, a team will actually reach out to you. You're going to have a quick call, especially this person that's saying they've got 300,000 savings because there's one thing that's going to happen with inflation. Inflation is going to actually eat away your savings. So you don't want to do that. We have to get to our next meeting, guys. Thank you so much. David, I appreciate you coming on. Look forward to seeing you in the shirt. Guys, thank you so much. Love you all. Freedom fighters, remember, we're fighting for our freedom. We're fighting for ourselves, our families, and our way of life. And that's why we're here, guys. That's our community. We're not just, you know, a community. We're a movement because we're, we're part of that retire early and what is it called? Fire movement. Financial independence retire early. I got it right. Yes. So, guys, see you next week at 6.35 Sydney time. Every Thursday night, we're here live. See you then. Okay, bye.